Live from London, this is The Late Show with Emily Follow Run Show on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. The time is 8 p.m. on Monday, the 4th of October, and you are listening to The Late Show with me, Emily Florent Show, on Teacher Talk Radio. And today's show, I will be joined by some special guests, and we will be discussing all things booklets. As always, please share the show, interact with us via the chat, or better still, call in. Live from London. This is The Late Show with Emily Follow Run Show on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash TT Radio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Hello, hello, hello. And I'm really excited about today's show because we're going to have such a healthy debate about booklets whether we should use them or whether we should bib them so um my special guest mark enser and also clive will be joining us at 8 30 to debate um booklets unfortunately barry could not make it tonight however he did um give me some points that i must include within the debate so i'm quite excited to share those points so everything all kicked off on Saturday I just love Twitter and just the debates that we have on Twitter and um, it all started because um, Mark wrote a um, interesting article about why he doesn't use booklets I must state that he, he, he didn't bash booklets at all he did start off with an article explaining how he understands why people do use them but he's explaining why he doesn't use them. And um, I can see completely where he's coming from because we use booklets in my school and I've started to see problems with that, some of which that Mark stated. Um, however, I see the, the, the amount that it benefits Key Stage 5 in particular, in all honesty. So I'm just going to quickly go through some pros and cons. There's lots of blogs out there in regards to um, booklets. Um, So you've got um, um, Greg Thornton. He has a blog out on booklets. And I'm trying to find the at of, um, she's an RE teacher. Maybe somebody in the chat can jog my memory. I forgot. Um, her at but she's also got um, a blog on various other blogs that use booklets so I've got a few pros but I've also got a few cons when it comes to booklets and then once that's done I'm going yes yes it is thank you Mark yeah it's Don Cox yeah she's got a blog um, that um, talks about um, booklets and various links in which other people have written about booklets within their blogs so I'm just going to go through the pros and the cons and just feel free to call in anyone at any time. Um, but I'll also as well um, touch on some of the comments in t- in terms of the um, thread that, in terms of the replies, I should say, that Mark got on Saturday because there were very interesting points made. Um, some of the pros that I've really found with booklets um, is that it does save time on photocopying. As we know, it's so annoying when you're at the photocopier and somebody's there printing off reams and reams and, you know, um, you need to photocopy or the photocopier is jammed and broken down. So that's one pro for booklets. Um, 
And also what I find is that it's really useful in terms of those students in isolation, whether that's COVID or maybe they've done something bad and they're in the isolation room. So it's really good in terms of that. It's really useful in terms of setting cover as well, I must say. It's been extremely useful in terms of COVID. Uh, we know that um, one of the aspects of COVID teaching is uh, moving from classroom to classroom. And sometimes it's really difficult carrying a set of textbooks, you know. So sometimes ca um, carrying um, students' booklets, if you do mark them, uh, is much lighter or, um, you know, students can take them. Um, it does enable consistency. That's another big thing that um, we use that we can that we can see. However, I am going to touch on that because I feel that in, in terms of the consistency aspect, because there's a um, con. Actually, I might state it now. So I made a booklet um, for Elizabeth um, for year nines last year. And some of the teachers in my department um, didn't use it because it didn't feel that they it suits their teaching style. And I feel like, you know, I feel like teachers should have autonomy in terms of how they teach. However, obviously, we must get to the same end goal when it comes to lesson objectives and the key content, um, you know, taught. Um, however, I believe that teachers should have autonomy in terms of the task design. And some of the task designs didn't actually um, enable, um, you know, reflect teachers' teaching styles. And they just thought it was not them. So understandably, not everybody, uh, you know, this year is using the booklet. Um, so, yeah, that's a one con. However, going back to the pro pros, you've got that it really does help non-specialists as well sometimes however if you are going to give a non-specialist a booklet I do believe that um, a booklet that is completed should be given to a non-specialist um, so that they can see example answers or example you know paragraphs or work in terms of what a good one looks like um, as well as teacher annotations when I've used booklets especially for key stage five I have my own copy whereby different aspects are annotated so that I can you know um, amend for the next the following year as well as correct spag mistakes, because sometimes I realise that actually I've rushed making this booklet and spag is um, horrible and horrendous. Um, Barry is very pro booklet. As I said earlier on, he could not be here with us. Um, however, he said that I must state this for, um, you know, pro booklet. So he said that it aids in mastery. So that being that um, those that are less, so it kind of touch, touches upon, you know, non-specialists. So those that are less competent, Oh, I don't really want to use competent, but less confident in teaching, um, you know, a unit or an aspect. Um, it, you know, sometimes booklets can provide that frame net and safety net for less strong um, teachers, especially if you've got a subject like science. You know, um, sometimes um, chemistry and um, physics and biology, obviously, they're all different. However, um, usually there are specialists with each each aspect of science so sometimes providing that booklet for the non-specialist within science might aid um, teaching learning however with that being said a good booklet um, doesn't necessarily mean um, you know excellent delivery and that's what I'm going to go on to in terms of the con so we've used booklets and in key stage three and one of the things that I've noticed with booklets is sometimes it encourages passive teaching 
And what I mean by that is some, you, you give the booklet to the child and you just expect them to get on with them, but there's not much teacher exposition or, you know, teacher exposition is a bit lazy. It's not refined. And I feel sometimes a booklet, although it can be a crutch, it can be um, too much of a crutch. Um, so that's, you know, one aspect of booklets that I don't really like. Um, another question is, what happens if a student loses it? Um, I've had students before, you know, before that have lost their booklet and um, we don't have enough to give it out and they need, you know, the information within the booklet and it's it's, it's quite annoying. Um, also, one aspect that I did like in terms of Mark's um, article is that coverage doesn't necessarily mean learning and although you know booklets are very I mean especially the GCSE and key, um, key stage 5 content it's very content heavy um, we, we want to you know place everything within the booklet because there's not enough time and you know um, so Leanne said in the chat view of primary teacher is it seems very worksheety how do you do more active activities if the work is in a booklet. That's a really good post. And I'm sure, I think somebody wrote a test article. I think it must be, or maybe it was on her blog, Mary Myatt, about, um, you know, I think we're in a culture of too much worksheets and I'm very guilty, guilty of that. Uh, that's an interesting question. So how do you do more active activities if all the work is in the booklet? What do you mean by that, Leanne, is it more about hard thinking, ensuring that students really understand what they're doing? Um, if you could just clarify that question um, for me a bit. Um, another con for booklets can be um, the fact that it does take a while to put together and we've revamped our whole key stage three curriculum. We don't have booklets ready um, for them yet. And it it, it is really hard to um you know, create those booklets from scratch. So that's a con. But once it is made, um, it, it does save time in photocopying. It can be expensive for those that don't have a big printing budget. And as Mark said in his article, which I'm sure he will elaborate on further, it, it, it you know, stifles responsive teaching and being able to adapt, um, you know, your teaching. Um, so Leanna said, I guess, how do you get the lids um, going, doing work, the kids, sorry, doing work that isn't based around just completing a worksheet? I think that comes in with um, teacher exposition and questioning, and, you know, before they fill in a worksheet, maybe they, there's, there's a discussion, you're posing questions, getting them to think hard about what you want them to um, really understand. So that's my response to that question. But when Mark and Clive comes come, comes on, I definitely will be um, posing that question to the both of them. So I don't know if anybody in here that's, you know, listening, because there's quite a few people within the studio, wants to add to the pros and to the cons because I know that there's a lot of people that are pro um, booklets as well as con. Oh, I really like this question, Leanne. She's asked, also wondering if you differentiate the booklets. That's another important um, question. So when I made a booklet for American West, um, we did have a grade, I think it was a grade one to five version and then a grade six to nine versions. So that was a form of differentiation. However, it is very time consuming to create and then create another booklet to suit various, um, 
you know, learners. So it would be interesting to see if anybody else differentiates their um, booklets. So if feel free anyone to call in. So whilst we are, um, oh yeah, so Freya has said that one pro is that everything is together. That's really good, especially for those that are, um, you know, that are ill, especially, you know, ill for quite a long time. That's really useful. And I found that because we put all our lessons onto SharePoint, whereby the students can see um, the PowerPoint that accompanies the lesson within the booklet, it enables students to fill in the missing gaps. And it's a really good revision resource as, as well. And I definitely would say, however, one con that I did forget to mention, especially with in history, this might be the same for you, Freya, in English. I just feel that sometimes the suspense can be lost within the booklet because sometimes you just want to give a bit of a cliffhanger and get, you know, students really excited for the next lesson because they're just left with a cliffhanger, especially because uh, I teach, you know, Henry Seventh, and there's some stories in Henry Seventh and Henry VIII at A-level whereby I can leave students we on a cliffhanger, but because they've got the booklet with everything in, it's easy for them to see what happens next in the story. So sometimes that suspense is lost, I feel. But going on to Freya's point in terms of pro, um, it's she says that it's good for SEN. If people are away, etc., it's easy to catch up. I definitely agree. And all photocopying is done. So you get your mornings back, your free periods back, your lunch back, your break back instead back instead of um, you know, photocopying. Matt ben, Matt ben David has said, other than where the content is different, different he um he doesn't def differentiate the booklets. Okay, I would like you know more information of that. Matt, call in and um you know explain further, please. And Freya said a con is like you say passive teaching and can be restrictive, especially if you know it's one person creating a booklet for each unit. Sometimes it it kind of captures that person's teaching style and doesn't necessarily taking the various other teaching styles of others in the department. Um, Matt has also said that I've not found my booklets have constricted or restricted my teaching. I'm free to go off a booklet as needed. What do you mean by that, Matt? Um, how do you use your booklets? It would be great if you can call in um, and explain how you personally use your booklets. And Leanne said, definitely agree. It's all about the hooks in primary. And um, Matt, like everything, it's about implementation. Implementation. I love that. Yeah, definitely. In year nine, um, students complete their well, unit one, Elizabeth. Uh, students complete their classwork within the booklets. However, they do have an exercise book where they write down and where they write down their exam questions or plan their exam questions as well. Um, so, you know, students do get that. Um, however, my bright students. Um, two years ago, when I implemented book, book um, booklets um, in key stage five, it's actually the first time they hated it. They hated my bright students hated booklets because they said it restricts their notes. Uh, they prefer. I've got a colleague that's uh, quite known on um, Twitter, Iram. Um, to hear um, she's amazing and she taught we had some of the same students and she taught them how to um, use Cornell, Cornell notes and they really took to that I loved that and they preferred Cornell notes over booklets but that was more common for um, you know the really bright students Tom welcome Tom hi Tom CEO of Teacher Talk Radio has said that a con is 
um, schools that say every booklet has to be originally composed by middle leaders, etc. When textbooks are sat there ready made, because we have booklets, sounds better. Yeah, I don't. I definitely agree with you, Tom. I don't think booklets should be imposed on, um, you know, departments. It needs to be there in order. Um, if it, if it suits the curriculum, if it suits that department, if that if it fulfills the need, so I definitely agree with that. Tom, call in, please. Matt has said, I prefer booklets over textbooks. Textbooks don't have enough practice, often extra fluffiness. So, Matt, do you create your? Because I wish I could like visually show my booklets because literally I just um, screenshot extracts from the textbook and put it in the booklets. Um, yeah, I feel like the book, um, the textbooks are great in terms of, you know, creating that narrative, especially in terms of history. Um, and I don't really want to rewrite a narrative again. So that's how we do it. Um, we put the tasks in right next to um, an extract of the text from the textbook. Um, and then E. Powell Bow has said, oh, yeah, yeah, Clive, that is, you're right, that is copyright. But we don't share it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days I just you know obviously put myself out there about copyright thanks Clive <laughs> yeah um we do um <laughs> we don't share it outside you know school um and E. Powell Bo has said um we often have booklets which consist of information um and activities oh sorry Tom I know you've left please do call in I'm just reading through the comments uh which consists of information and activities however it's um the same for us in geography I regularly don't finish a lesson or sometimes I go off tangent to um, reteach or recap content. I think they have to be flexible. Otherwise, responsive teaching does not does go totally out of the window. You're right. The, practical, the practicalities of it are really useful. Worth noting, we don't write in booklets. They use them as guidance to write in all oh, exercise books. That's really good. That's really interesting. Please do call in and tell us about that. Um yeah, please, Tom, call in. You said you've got a bit to add in terms of the excellence summary. I'm hating the sound of my own voice at the moment. So um, it, we do need, you know, your voice. Um, and then Matt has said our booklets are bespoke. There's a spiel with some info added by the teacher in the lesson and then questions. Thanks, Matt. And yeah, Zoe, call in. Hi, Tom. How are you? All right. How are you doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, I don't have. Oh, by the way, can you hear me? Okay, because I've yeah, like yeah. broken like the number one teachers taught radio rule to not call in with headphones because I just don't have headphones here. So I just thought to hell with it. I'll I'll call in for a minute. Oh um, no 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 no! It's fine. I can hear you clearly. Uh yeah um, I do like booklet. My my I like them. My only issue, I suppose, is when it's kind of like you need to create booklets from scratch yeah. when there's already textbooks there. And I take uh, the comment from from Matt, I think it was, who was mentioning about, well, booklets have more practice in. Uh, so I kind of get that. But, uh, but I don't know whether that's a, a worthy enough reason to say create booklets from scratch when there's sets of textbooks there mm. already because it's a huge task huge workload yeah, task it really is to create it from scratch and when you've already got stuff there okay it might not be as perfect as something that was created yourself but when you're talking about hours and hours and hours and hours on top of everything else that needs to be done i just think use the textbooks mm, so that's my agree. that's my view anyway 
I definitely agree. But just this is me being a devil's advocate. But once you've made them, you've got them for life. <laughs> I've just seen Matt's. I've just seen Matt's comment. If someone wants to write new textbooks that I say have good enough practice and I'll use them. Fair point. <laughs> I don't. I. I. There are good textbooks out there, though. I appreciate there's a lot that that aren't in terms of the practice. I do get that, but I do think there's some really good ones out there. Uh, and there's a lot of new ones coming out with with like practicing that's just far above you know even a few years ago yeah. uh, and i just think if you're going to save that time you know you can you, you save it that's my view mm, anyway i'm definitely. going now i mean you carry on oh no guess, no guess, that's guess, interesting yeah get, seb seb wanted to call in seb i'm waiting for you to call in yeah i know there. you i know you're quite um pro because aren't you Zets? i'm seb and zoe said that she's made a few i think so it would be good to hear you know the process of you making um your booklet zoe um yeah hi seb how are you oh hi i'm good can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you perfectly yeah um i'm no i'm not pro booklet actually. oh i thought you were sorry no um i don't know if you saw did you see mark mark's piece in the tez about it yes yes, yes see that quote aspects yeah yeah hello? so he said yeah. he spoke hello oh yeah can you hear me yeah, yeah so yeah, he head. basically said the main aspect of you, you know he started off saying talking about how, how he un understands why people use booklets so he did comment on the positives but um the main aspects mm. why he doesn't use it because it, he can't be responsive nor adapt no and, and that's my that's my big problem with them really i I've seen them used. I think definitely the first point is it's a great topic for a show because I think I'd I'd been feeling this myself the last few, well, the last this term particularly, seeing them a lot. And I saw them in a geography lesson with a teacher who was not very experienced. Mm -hmm. And uh, watching her over a few weeks, I I really felt it limited her teaching because wow. she was she was using the booklet as if it was a lesson plan. Yeah. Um because because she knew no different, I suppose. But you know, the activities are there to be followed. Kids fill them in. Um, you know, then they move to the next one, and I, I don't know. It just it just felt like it stifled creativity. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what. Yeah, carry on. Sorry, Seb. No, yeah, and and then my other point is what a bit what referring to what Mark said today, which I completely agree with in terms of responsive teaching. I, I see what Tom's saying about workload. I get that, and once they are done, you've got them, but. As soon as they're done, in my opinion, they become they almost become dated because mm -hmm. then straight straight away you can't do anything else either off the cuff or react to anything because you're kind of hamstrung by, yeah, well, no, I've got this booklet and I've spent so long making it and I've spent so much money photocopying it, you know? Yeah, that's such a really that is a really good point. Um, but you know, just is just me being a devil's advocate here. Somebody could say, but that's the same as like a PowerPoint. Yes, you know? it is. But I think I think the difference with a PowerPoint is, okay, you can't, you might not adapt it live electronically in the lesson, but you can yeah. still. I know, I know a booklet. You could still go off task. I'm not saying it's that bad. But my experience as a drama teacher was, I I made a booklet once because I was doing a unit and I felt that. You know, I wanted the kids to do more writing. I wanted them to have more opportunity to reflect on what they were doing, right? So I made this booklet. I spent ages doing it. I put loads of time in to yeah. it as a resource. I photocopied it for 180 year nines. You know, I did all of that and I was so pleased with myself. But then actually when I started using it, I found problems with it, you know. Wow. 
And what, yes, there was. Well, what problems, I mean, yeah. well, basically that, yes, some elements of it were great and they saved me printing loads of worksheets. OK, so it was good to have yeah. it in one place. I understand that idea. But, you know, kids losing booklets is one problem. Um, then problems with it being restrictive. It's not differentiated at all. Uh, which is another issue. You know, I saw a science lesson today, even this morning, where kids were filling in boxes and some kids had finished it already, pens were down, other kids had more to say, there wasn't any space. You know, whereas an exercise yeah. book, you, an exercise book is an open uh, source, wow, isn't it? For a, that's so just, true. Yeah, you've just hit um, another con on the head, which is, you know, for high ability students, they tend to like to write a bit. So if it's a box for them to do one paragraph, where can they write the rest? You know, I think it touches upon, you know, kind of stifling, you know, maybe high ability. OK, so Matt said in their exercise book, Matt, <laughs> you need to call in. And one other aspect, because I'm a bit in the middle with booklets because I use them. And I see the pros and I see the cons as I'm using them. But one of the cons I'm noticing is because I started with booklets with year nines, when they do write in their um, exercise books, I'm very OCD when it comes to presentation. I know some people don't really care about that, but I really do. It's just not presented well because they're used to booklets and having everything set for them. Yeah, so, that's you know, the other issue, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, if you, you know, you draw lines, you you make boxes, that's all great. But, you know, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not I'm not going to say never use them. I'm not the expert on it at all. But I, when I saw your show today, I thought I do feel like I want to phone in because I've seen it. It's creeping in. It seems more and more. And it seems like it's a curriculum thing. And as people are trying to get more content and knowledge, making booklets, and then mm. you get the issues that Mark's talked about and that I've talked about tonight, that then you're not responsive. You know, it, it's still, you've got to get away from this. There's a load of content. Let's get, let's get it delivered and move on. You know, yeah. teaching, teaching is a responsive thing. You've got to respond to that wow. class. That group of students, you know, you can make a booklet for year nine English and two classes be completely different, can't you? So then how is the booklet service? Wow. Service. Anyway, that's just, just can I opinion. Can I yep. cut across you there, Seb? Yeah, okay, yeah, go, right. go, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so um, I I use I use booklets. Um, I teach uh, set three year eight class with like there are a, a, quite a few kids in there who have some significant needs. And then I also teach a set two year eight class who are like on it and we use the same booklet. What, okay. what subject, Matt? Sorry. I teach science. Sorry, okay, I teach science. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we use exactly the same <laughs> booklet. But I can. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, I can completely, I have the flexibility to completely go off the booklet if I need to. And, and with the set three group, I will take it much, much slower. And there will be a lot more examples than would ever be in the booklet. And in the case of kind of the questions, you think, I think Seb raised the point earlier of that you've got kind of the, the higher attaining kids who are, they're finished, they're done. Well, yeah. they can just do a couple more questions so maybe i've got maybe i've got 20 questions that i want to be potentially done but of those 20 questions only 10 of them have to be done obviously i'm not going to tell the kids that because then they're only going to be 10 sorry my headphones keep coming up um no no it's fine 
but you know if 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 the 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 lowest attaining child in the class has done questions one three and five and they they've got that foundational knowledge that they definitely need whereas the highest attaining kid in the class has done one three five and 10 to 15 then that's great they've had more practice and Mm. i genuinely i haven't felt that my teaching's been constrained by teaching from a booklet whereas teaching from a powerpoint i did feel it does because if i have a booklet i can just say right do question you know one question two whereas with a powerpoint and they're like clicking through slides like how, oh no we, you can't do that one. Oh yeah you can do this one. Oh, we've had that example oh i need another example then it, i don't find it as flexible Matt, sorry, can sorry. i just ask you sorry how do you use your booklets like what is that what does your implementation look like in the classroom because a lot um, of people say implementation, that is the difference between, um, you know, a booklet being effective or not. Yeah, and, and I, I fully agree, definitely. And But that's it's the same with anything. You know, some people are very pow- like passionate about their PowerPoint. So for us, it's there is the information. Um, and obviously, I will expand on that in the class. And, it you know, it's, it's how you tell it. Um, and then there will be some questions. There is no space in the booklet for them to do the work. They do the work in their exercise book. Um, occasionally, if they have to do a diagram, part of it will be in the booklet, but they will do the work in their exercise book. And then that, that solves the problem of some kids have really big handwriting and some kids want to write loads. And yeah, they have to keep two things, but you, they're kind of responsible enough to be able to, to cope with that. You just have to make sure that your expectations are there. This is your booklet. This is your exercise book. Do not lose it. If you lose it, this is the consequence. In the same way that we expect them to bring a black pen in, you know? And would you say that's because you are a subject expert in your field? That's how, that's why the implementation is strong. Because, you know, Seb earlier gave an example of um, observing a geography lesson using a booklet. And it was a newly qualified or an ECT, for example. So do you feel that having subject knowledge helps in terms of implementation? of a booklet i think that that having uh, strong subject knowledge is foundational for any teaching no matter what you're teaching yeah. from and and if you if you can't if you don't know what you're teaching you can't teach it um this is my my first year teaching year 13 and i am not confident with what i'm teaching like i'm i'm you know i hold my hands up and say i'm not confident with it but I can, I have a booklet in front of me. I also have the textbook and I have all sorts of other resources and I can teach it. The implementation or how effectively I teach is, is not as a result of the, the fact that I'm using a booklet or a, a PowerPoint or anything else for that matter. It's, I need, you need subject knowledge to be able to teach anyway. If you're a good teacher, I reckon you could probably teach off anything. Some things just make it easier. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Seb. And thank you, Matt, for calling in. Um, Before we go to Clive and Mark, um, I do want to just um, play um, an ad. Um, Dorian has also asked, do booklets restrict creativity? If we use booklets for Key Stage 4 and 5, are we setting up up to fail university? That's a really good question. So I will pose that to um, our guests. So we're just going to take a short break and then we will be resuming with Clive and Mark. Okie dokie. Uh, Okie dokie. So it looks like the advert doesn't want to play. So that means we can have more to, I guess, um, 
debate. Um, so welcome, Clive, and welcome, Mark. Hello, lovely to be here. Lovely Hello, to have, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Lovely to have both of you. Um, so, I mean, Mark, you started off this whole debate. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I honestly had no idea booklets were so beloved by the profession. I thought this was going to be just, a, you know, I've seen more people use them. I thought it'd be interesting to explore why I didn't. And I thought it would just fade into nothing but wow people love their booklets do you know what it's because people spend so much time creating them it's almost like something so precious i'm a bit precious about my booklets but at the same time i do see problems with them um yeah um so welcome clive hiya how are you today um i'm good you yeah i'm good thank you so i'm you're here defending um you know booklets and uh mark you are going to talk about the cons of it so i don't know who wants to go first should i go with mark since you started off this whole you know um fiasco on twitter uh, which has been interesting <laughs> to yeah. say the least okay uh, yeah so you uh, said in your um article sorry that you know you did start off as i said earlier with the positives and you know you said that you do understand um why people use booklets um but at the same time, the main reason why you don't use booklets um, is because it doesn't enable you to be responsive nor adaptive. So I don't know if you want to um, shed more light onto that as well as other cons that you've identified in terms of using booklets. And feel free, Clive, to, you know, um, chip in any time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm or, sure. or anybody sure else. <laughs> or anybody else. Feel free to call in. So... I think, first of all, it's worth just thinking about what we mean by booklets, because it turns out everyone has their own different idea of what a booklet is and what goes in it. So I was talking specifically about booklets, which contain information like a textbook, but also contain tasks that you're going to ask pupils to do, and usually the space where they're going to complete the task as well. So kind of a, a kind of a workbook booklet. And the problem that I have when I think about putting these together and using them with my classes is... I change what I'm doing throughout the lesson. So today, you know, when I was I was teaching uh, my year 13s, um, we, we'd had a really interesting discussion about deforestation, the Amazon, where it was taking place and the kind of patterns there. So I wanted to put that element into the task they were going to do. I wanted to say, okay, actually, you know, this was what, what I had had planned, but let me make a quick edit. I actually want you to answer this question because it's going to draw on something that we've just been using and discussing. That way, the conversation we had will be applied to this particular question. So you get the time to explore it and to write it down. If I yeah. printed out a booklet with the, the, the question already there, the space for them to answer it, would I then be saying, okay, I want you to cross out what I've written and then put this, in which case, why do I have a booklet in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to teach tomorrow. I've got an idea of where my curriculum's going. I've got you know a, a broad outline for my lesson, but I know that as the lesson goes on, I'm going to chop and change and adapt depending on where my pupils are, the things they understand, the things they don't understand. I'm going to make changes. So yeah. pinning it down in a booklet in advance seems impossible so i don't really understand how they do it how do you do it clive um well i, I think i need to be quite open really and <laughs> look at the look at the fact that i teach science i don't teach geography mm. and i think that makes a real difference as to how we would approach 
um, the, the tasks that perhaps are, in, are inside our lessons. So, if, you know, I, I don't teach A-level. You do. Um, I think I would probably want to be a bit more flexible if I was teaching A-level. Um, you know, you're, you're preparing students to go on to, to university to go and study your subject. So you, you want to be able to uh, adapt and be more, uh, you know, more like you were running a seminar at a university, I should imagine. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, key stage three, key stage four, and in science, um, a lot of the tasks are quite generic. So mm. I might be, t- for example, at the moment, I'm teaching specific heat capacity. And, you know, the, the main part of that, once they understand the theory, is to practice the calculations and rearranging the formula and picking it and picking the information they need from quite worthy questions to be able to you know, pull out what they need to answer a calculation. So those are the sort of things that we tend to have inside our booklets that are pre-planned. Uh, I might, so I've got 12 different questions. Uh, they, uh, you know, we, we don't differentiate in the booklets. We scaffold. So the, the, the questions start very, very simple, and then that they start to get more, you know, they're, they're far more complicated as they get further down. So I've, you know, you've, you've got the, that, that stretching challenge is built into the booklet itself. Um, the way that I would tweak my lessons would be, for example, if I've got a particularly gifted set that are flying through the work, as I'd use a mini whiteboard. Mm-hmm. I take some of those. I take, I take some of those questions um, because obviously I'm modelling using my booklet, so I can literally put. I've got my booklet underneath the visualizer. I can go across to my whiteboard and I say, okay, so we've got um, in this calculation here. I've given you that the mass is twelve kilograms. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to change that. I'm going to give you the value in grams. That now adds another level of difficulty because you have to convert it into SI units. Uh, so I can tweak and I can play around with the questions and get them to do those calculations on a mini whiteboard because not everything that they do in a lesson has to be recorded and put down inside a book. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I just want to read before, you know, you um, go on, um, is some comments within the um, chat. Um, DJ... Um, the rest I don't really understand, sorry. Um, I don't see anything wrong with crossing something out and replacing it with a more relevant question, though if that's what the classroom needs, fair point. Matt has said, I love a mini whiteboard. Zoe says, they work on a basis of basis knowledge of a student is really, really good, as it should be, so won't um, adapt without this. Um, and then McCormick, Colin, has said, it's another tool in which the in which tool in a box in my opinion i mm-hmm. like them up to a point experts um quotations adapt and respond to a the class there is a worry that done teachers plow through the curriculum booklet what do you mean by that colin call in um why have them core knowledge booklets ensure equity workload cover etc um, oh oh i would uh, is he talking about cover of content or is he looking at cover of um like supply teachers coming into cover work yeah what do you, what are you talking about there because i know <laughs> um mark you do you did touch on that in terms of your article um you know that there is a difference and i thought wow that is powerful um a difference between coverage versus learning do you want to shed more light on that um mark yeah i think there's a there's a comfort that comes from knowing you've covered something 
Um, uh, if you think about kind of you know, GCSE exam specs and things, and in all subjects, the, the amount of content has increased dramatically and there is no more time in the school day. So we are all working harder and harder to cover things before the exam. But covering something isn't the same as people's having learnt it. And I think there's a, a kind of a full security of going, well, here's, here's my booklet. Here's all the core knowledge that they need here. And if they do all of these tasks, then they will have covered it. But have they learnt it? And the way that we know if they've learnt it and the way that we ensure that they've learnt it is through that responsive teaching. It's wow. by t taking the temperature throughout the lesson and going, oh, you didn't understand that. I now need to give you a different task. Or last lesson, you really didn't get what I was teaching you. We need to do something else this lesson because last yeah, time it yeah. just didn't work. Otherwise, what's the point in covering it if they haven't learned it? And I think it's interesting, kind of some of the comments there that you were, you were reading out and some of the comments in the discussions on Twitter, there were lots of people saying, well, we do adapt our booklets all the time. You know, we do get them to cross out the question and write another question. Or, well, we now have our booklets in uh, like a polypot and they, and they put new sheets in the plastic wallets and their treasury tags. We can add new things in. Well, fine. But at that point, you don't have a booklet, do you? What, what's the point in having the booklet? All you're doing now, and now you're just doing what, what I'm doing anyway and creating things each lesson. So it seems like to make booklets a responsive tool, you stop them having the advantages that you tell me a booklet has I which just I find wanna, confusing I just want to chip in in terms of you know responsive teaching just you know being a devil advocate here um you know some teachers might even say this you know irrelevant of a booklet the new GCSC you know spec doesn't even allow for responsive teaching because there's so much content to cover in you know two years now um so some people might just say it's not a, it's, it's not necessarily a booklet, but it's more of a problem of, you know, exam specs. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. It's definitely it's it, none of this. You know, you know, we, we're having kind of this, this yeah. debate and I'm going to say, no, I think booklets are a problem. Then, of course, the, the booklet isn't the problem. Teachers will use them in incredible ways because they're incredible teachers like Clive, who's amazing. You know, I, I've seen some of Clive's stuff. He's a brilliant teacher. And I'm sure yeah. there are many other people who can make booklets work fantastically. And you're right, the, the problem of this of this desire to cover isn't down to the booklet. I just think the booklet makes it harder to respond or you have to lose all the benefits of having a booklet in order to respond. So, yeah, I don't think the booklet is the, the problem. It's not causing the problem, mm. but it's making it a harder problem to solve. Ooh, I, really I, I, I think that Mark's got a really good point on the um, the coverage. I've, yeah. I've witnessed teachers that have steamed ahead with the, with their booklet, and you, you know we've got to I've got to half term with with, with inexperienced teachers using these, and it, you say, okay, so where are you at? And they'll say, oh, I've completed the, I've completed that mm. whole that entire booklet. But like, well, I've I've only got eight lessons in. How are you, how are you actually you know? 12 lessons into this uh, into this topic and you go you're going to actually have a look you're going to observe their class and what they've done is they have steamrolled straight the way through that booklet and they have done the, the very thing that mark is saying that, that is a danger if they've assumed because they've covered it because all the gaps in the booklet are filled wow that, that, you know the learning's happened and that, you know so one of the things that you, we have to remember is that you know you're questioning your assessment for learning 
doesn't uh, you know it doesn't get subverted by the fact you're using a booklet you need to be using that uh, that those techniques that you know, your um your great teaching skills um, so we said how hey, mark one <laughs> so so i I think that you've really got to be very very wary of that and this is where a lot of the mutations come in of uh, Mm. the delivery and how how people actually teach using a booklet it's very easy to think that you've got all the knowledge there all the questions there you can just go there you go supply teacher you can go and deliver this and uh, yeah it'd be like asking giving me a geography booklet and sending me in to go and teach a geography lesson wouldn't know where to start yeah yeah um, I definitely so... in terms of a non-specialist Clive I did advise my trainee last year when we were using booklets to you know do the activities yourself first and see um, you know what answers you come up and then I could check over it because I feel like if you can do the activities in a booklet it will lead to better um implementation as well a hundred percent so our booklets with we give the staff a blank copy and it's go away. You, you need to go and plan your lesson, which means you need to do the tasks. You need to think mm-hmm. of, your, of your questions. You need to think of the hinge questions that you're going to put into your lesson. And you have a teacher copy of it. So when I go through yeah. and I, when I deliver training on how to deliver these, it's you, uh, you'd you use red pen where you, a student would be writing uh, the correct answers. Um, yeah. I then put stage notes in in a different colored pen. So I'll have oh. my questions. You know, What question am I going to ask at this point? Um, so how am I going to, you know, where's my AFL coming in here? Uh, I'll put in, I'll put blue pen in for where I'm pulling out vocabulary. So I'm looking at tier two, tier three vocab. So to increase the literacy, you know, do students, I teach a, a quite a, a, a broad cohort. I've got a lot of VAL students. So I need to make sure that my tier two vocabulary is explicitly explained. Wow. So that they can access that. And then obviously my tier three then falls in on top of that. So there's a lot more so it really to it. Announced, and then I yeah. model using a different a different booklet. That's amazing. So it really does allow you to, um, you know, um, practice and really think deeply about your exposition and the clarity of your explanations, um, I believe. And, um, you know, still, you know, touching on the pros as well. I know one pro is consistency and, you know, the core subjects such as maths and science and English tend to have the largest department i don't know how big your department is but what would you say in terms of consistency and the use of booklets clive um we so we, we aren't fully staffed with um, subject experts we, we have pe teachers that teach key stage three um science so yeah. that really helps support the the minimum offer that our students get uh we offer a weekly um I suppose like drop-in session for those uh, those teachers they sit down with the subject experts because they obviously come from outside of our department yeah sit down with the subject experts and we go through this is how to teach this these are the misconceptions that you are likely to get because you know in science it's always a a very common misconception that comes up Um, so this is how to teach around this uh we've got chemists physicists biologists inside the uh, inside our department so we sit down regularly as a as a faculty, and we pick apart the uh, the booklets because we're teaching a linear uh, model. Yeah, we're able to improve our pedagogical content knowledge as a department in the areas that we uh, that aren't our areas of specialism. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I I honestly feel it's actually br- it's brought my teaching on of um, of chemistry particularly um, that that's always been my weakest um, 
of the three sciences. It's brought my understanding on it a lot better than had I just been left to a case of producing a PowerPoint and or teaching from a textbook. You know, I've been able to utilize that booklet and my time in the department with the experts. And Zoe's asked, can, but can you do that without a booklet? She's, you know, you throw that question, Zoe. Um, <laughs> I, I, th I think it's, yeah, you could do it without a booklet, but then you've got to go away, produce your own resource. And, you know, because I, I, I've, I've been asked by NQTs before, you know, my, my degree's largely botany. So I, I was asked by a, uh, an NQT, could they have my slides for photosynthesis? So I've provided them my slides for photosynthesis, which was three diagrams, and mm -hmm. was uh, then asked, well, what, what, how am I supposed to teach photosynthesis through this? I was like, well, this is why you can't just ask somebody for their mm -hmm. resources. I don't think it works as easily with a PowerPoint. Because with a booklet, oh, wow. you've got the knowledge contained in there of which I could, you know, I could provide somebody that's a chemist my, my biology booklet with all of my thinking around it and be able to talk them through it very, very easily. And they could go away and go and deliver the lesson because mm -hmm. you know, they've got, they've got some of the pedagogical content. You know, they should have the pedagogical, no, I can't say it, pedagogical content knowledge yeah. to be able to deliver that lesson because they should have taught it at least once. I love that. And so he's asked what, what matters, well said, I should say, what matters is the discussion. Um, Mark, 100%. I don't know if you want to chip in, but chip in yeah. there as well. Uh, it's really interesting. I mean, we achieved some of the same thing. Where we you know last year we had a lot of non-specialists, and we have a, a kind of a curriculum overview sheet for each topic, which just breaks down in this topic what are you know the key questions trying to answer, the key substantive and, and kind of procedural knowledge, uh, how it links to other uh, other topics, uh, hinge questions that we might ask, and things like that. I, I suppose. My concern is that it sounds like we have a real system problem. If one of our arguments for this rise of booklets, maybe one of the reasons we've seen this explosion of booklets being used, is we worry about the subject knowledge that our teachers have in order wow. to teach, which, which might be a legitimate issue in schools. It might be a genuine problem. Booklets are helping to solve that. But I think I'd be concerned if this was a long-term solution to that problem, that we weren't going to worry about teachers having the subject knowledge they needed to mm -hmm. teach effectively because, look, it's here in this booklet, and now you can deliver the lesson based on mm -hmm. this outsourced knowledge rather than mm -hmm. teachers having a deep and genuine knowledge of the subject. So mm -hmm. I, I can understand you know, if you, it, that you might need it at the moment, but I really hope that we don't use this as a crutch for the profession going forward and that we address the problem of having teachers having to teach outside their specialism of having to have science teachers who are who are generalists rather than being able to teach within their own specialisms yeah. um this doesn't sound mm. like a positive mm. thing mm. and matt, matt said you know but you could say the same about a textbook uh, uh, mm. say what about oh as oh, in yes yeah, absolutely. yeah 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 teachers just staying ahead of their topic by looking at a textbook i would say exactly the same thing yes I, I think if people were saying the reason we should have textbooks is to support teachers in having the knowledge they need to stay one step ahead of their of their class i would say exactly the same thing yeah how are the, shouldn't be how using are the textbooks, textbooks to do that either how are the textbooks in geography and history mark because I, the ones in science are absolutely shocking they've They've improved uh, the with the new specification coming in. They're now textbooks, and that they have a lot of text. The old textbooks had a lot of cartoons 
and images yeah. and very little writing. Whereas these ones now, the ones that we use certainly, um, are, are much more in depth, um, which which helps. I do like. I'm a you know history specialist. I do like um, the textbooks um, that we have in history. Uh, but as Mark, you know, pointed out, what I can definitely see within the um, booklets that I've created is that it's more about coverage rather than you know um, assessing whether the learning's been taking place. Well, we do assess that, you know, at the in terms of the end of unit assessments. However, I can see now personally that some of the booklets are more about okay we need to get through this um topic in time for the next assessment um so yeah so um i guess that's the main purpose of the of of um some of the booklets that we've used in all honesty and sometimes because the text is there students are not copying you know the text they're just also thinking deeply about what they're reading so it saves them time um making notes um so we do use as i said before um we do use extracts from the textbook within our booklets um i know that's copyright as you've mentioned <laughs> um so yeah um yeah so that, that's that's very similar to us we um so when i go through a, a piece of text that we, we've written which may or may not be slightly reworded from a textbook um, we, you know, we, we put that put that in there. I highlight the key information that they need whilst yeah. reading through it. So it means that, as you say, students aren't sat there copying those key pieces of information that they need. It gives us more time in lessons to be able to uh, practice applying that knowledge and recalling yeah. knowledge and perhaps have a discussion about how, well, if we did this, would it change here? Um, so there's a lot more deep thinking, as you say, deep thinking that goes on and students really buy into it. And you know, I teach mm -hmm. in a, a quite a challenging context, uh, average reading age when I did some work on literacy two years ago was nine years old. Oh, wow. So, so actually by making them read more and apply that information. I think it really helps us in our science, certainly the science papers. Um, I think the, the, the chemistry um, foundation tier paper is something like 5,000 words long, and it's, oh, wow. at, and it's aimed at age 15, whereas GCSE should be aimed at a region age of 14. So th th we've got a real challenge, within, certainly within science, of being able to get reading speeds and reading ages up to where they need to be, which is why you know for me that you know when we look at uh, a whole school literacy plan these work so well for us that's really um interesting clive especially because i know that students don't really like um you know taking down notes because it does get a bit boring and tedious for them and it doesn't necessarily generate you know deep thinking or hard thinking um that's what that's what i found as well with um some of the activities that we did prior to booklets because so much time was wasted on okay let's make our make notes um i do want to have a quick break and then we will um i will ask the question some of the questions that are in the chat uh, there was one question asked earlier but um i didn't really get a chance to ask the both of you about you know booklets restricting um creativity so um stay tuned whilst we just have a short break and listen to um, an advert from our sponsors. If it wants to pay or not. Okay, so it seems like 
nothing wants to play today. So we do have, I'll just talk about um, our sponsors as nothing wants to play. Um, so one of the sponsors of this show is Oxford University Press. And if you need support with your phonics teaching, Oxford University Press now has free DFE validated programs to help you read, write, phonics, floppy phonics, and um, the brand new essential letters and sounds. Essential letters and sounds will get all your children reading well quickly using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. To find out more about these programs and receive support from your OUP expert local educational um, consultant, please visit oxfordprimary.com slash phonics. Another of our show's sponsors is the History Hotline podcast. The History Hotline is the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. A space to have honest conversations about black history and how it impacts the world we live in. The History Hotline podcast explores some of the facets of black history ignored by the mainstream, your teachers and the textbooks. Check out the podcast by following the History Hotline on all good um, podcast platforms. And then finally, one of our um, other sponsors of the show is Mouse CPD. If you struggle with people pleasing and find it is a constant battle to manage different and difficult personalities, then why not challenge and empower your team through a Mouse CPD essential coaching skills for school leaders course? Alternatively, gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and emotionally intelligent leader course. All Mouse CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at mousecpd.com. So those are, you know, um, all information in, in terms of our sponsors. So please do check out Mouse CPD, the History Hotline or Oxford Primary dot um, com slash phonics for all fees, phonics, especially for those, you know, that are working in the primary sector. So welcome back to the main um you know, segment of our show, we're talking about booklets um, as a result of Mark's um, article that he wrote for Tess over the course of a weekend. And it, you know, sparked off a huge debate on Twitter. There was lots of people talking about the pros as well as the cons. Um, and we've had a really interesting um, conversation, I must say. I must say, personally, I am in the middle. I do use booklets and I've seen, you know, uh, the cons as well as the pros of using those booklets. Um, Zoe has said in the chat, um, generative, generative um, learning. So I know you guys, you know, have written um, a lot uh, um, about that. Um, somebody earlier in the chat has um, did ask a question in terms of does booklets restrict le- um, not learning um, creativity, um, and you know, does it actually prepare students for Key Stage Five? I believe I do use booklets for Key Stage Five um, only for Year Twelve, not for Year Thirteen. Um, and they have a booklet per unit. Um, you know, in terms of independence, I see it as more of a transition into year 13 uh, because, you know, they are still 16. And I have seen I have seen a few cons, but I have in, in light of our year 12 booklet, I have seen more pros in all honesty. And they do seem to like um, the booklets. Um, but my first set of 
that I've used them with hated them, but they were a stronger set. And I do find that with the stronger ability students, they hate they hate booklets. Um, so um, yeah, I see Iram, you are in the studio, and you must you should remember that um, you know that cohort that I um, you know I'm referring to because they loved your Cornell methods and that way of taking notes. But you know, going back to the question that was posed, do you think both of you do you think um, booklets restrict creativity and fail to prepare students for you know university and you know taking notes independently um i'll start off with um, mark first yeah no no yeah. i don't do much <laughs> of a debate i'm not i'm not sure why they would i i think you, from what from what i've seen of, of kind of booklets that the the tasks that you would get someone to do in a booklet is exactly the same as the kind of tasks you would get someone to do without booklets it, it doesn't really seem to make much difference as i say my only concern is that you prepare these tasks so far in advance before you know exactly what those tasks should look like uh, i'm yeah. i'm not sure how it would really restrict creativity um and they seem if they're going to be appropriate for key stage three and four i don't see why they'd be any less appropriate for key stage five you know i like using cornell yeah. notes so my students really thrive with that but i I've seen booklets with great big spaces for writing notes in anyway. It it seems an odd thing to go about when people just have sheets of lined paper at sixth form. But if if you want to put them in a booklet, I don't suppose it makes <laughs> much difference. I suppose you yeah. could set up quite a nice template for Cornell notes if you were going to produce booklets, but then you could probably just buy Cornell note style exercise books. Um so so no, I I don't see why it would why it would inhibit creativity. Thank you. Don't, Mark. I've argued I like that, that it would. It's your yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, th th this is going to be hard. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, comp I completely agree with Mark. Um, <laughs> if I look at, so I look at my trade training in the army. We use praises. Uh, it, it, that's a booklet that you write. The, 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 you know, the lecturer gets up and teaches you, and you write notes all around it, exactly the same as I'm doing now. I then look at university. I, you know, it's not that long ago. I was in university. I, I was at um, Royal Holloway in 2000, finished in 2017. Um, and we were given booklets to, to accompany every single lecture series. And we got our PowerPoints that we could, was, you know, so I used to do note-taking for our um, SEND department as well. So we'd get the oh. PowerPoints. We'd put all our notes on the slide that the lecturer was talking about. Uh, so I don't think it stops you from being able to take effective notes. Um, I don't think um, it, harbor, you know, it, it hampers uh, creativity particularly. Um, in science, certainly it helps students become more concise with their writing. So one of the things that was brought up earlier is uh, you know, it doesn't give students that want to write lots and lots and lots uh, the opportunity to do that. I don't want mm. them to do that in science. I want them to tell me you know, this fact this reason and how it links. I, I don't want them to be using lots of colourful language like you'd want them to do in English. Um, the, you know, it's a completely different style of writing and they need to appreciate that because as I keep on dr drilling into my students, the more concise that you are with the facts that you give me, the easier it is wow. for you to pick up the marks as opposed to filling up, you know, quite often yeah. in science, you know, they get sick because our, our top marks are a six mark question. Yeah, and yeah. and they'll fill they'll fill that page plus another page, and quite often you'll give them two marks. So I'll, I want them to be really concise and accurate with what they're having to say. What you know, what they're having to say. 
that's a fair enough point and it just shows that you know booklets need to be very you know subject specific and cater to the needs of the subject and not just you know using it for the sake of bandwagonism i guess um mm. yeah thanks um kai um you know before we um close i just wanted to ask mark um for those that are pro you know booklets um what advice would you give in terms of making them effective for those that um, want to you know you still carry on using them i i don't know um yeah. I, I, it would be no I, I i don't know i i think in order to to make them effective you'd have to find some way of being able to very easily yeah. change what you were going to do that lesson at least in geography you know I, I would need if I was going to adopt them and I was going to find an effective way for me to use them it would have yeah. to be some way of having a booklet where the day before I could change what was in the booklet so I suppose mm -hmm. an electronic booklet but I don't particularly want my pupils yeah. writing electronically because it's less effective so yeah. no I'm probably the wrong person to ask how to make them effective because yeah. I don't see how I overcome this fundamental barrier I remember somebody did um, reply to your article saying what said, you know, what about a treasury tag use of that? Would you think yeah, that would this be... is this is where I get then confused because then I think, well, why do I have a booklet in the first place? Oh, yeah. If I'm going to be printing off more sheets and putting more things in, then all I have yeah. is a collection of worksheets. I, I can yeah, do worksheets that. and an exercise book. <laughs> just, just, the modern that, that booklet. Would do, yeah, that yeah. would do the same job, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, that's actually yeah. a good point. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think you can have it both ways. You can't have your booklets all prepared in advance and go, this is the, the, the beauty yeah. that which I get. It's what attracts me to booklets is to go, wouldn't it be lovely to have all of this prepared in advance, all the core knowledge, everything that I want? Yeah. And then to go, but don't worry, you can chop and change it and add things in whenever you want. So they go, well, then why do I have a booklet? Why don't I just yeah. have my things on a PowerPoint, on a Word document, on something else? I, so, I think no. that it, it, it absolutely screams of that bandwagonism and people getting hold of that. Really, oh, this school is doing a fantastic <laughs> job. They're using booklets. So let's use booklets. Then they go away. Yeah. They don't really know what booklets are. They produce a workbook um, <laughs> that's not effective. They then realize that it's not effective. So rather than change it and adapt it over time, because these things don't just magically appear, you've got to adapt yeah. them. They then go, let's put a treasury tag in there like we would do with a, a book and worksheets. And then you get this lethal mutation again of something mm. else, wow. education, because people aren't going away and reading up on how to do things. They just, wow. it, it's, I think nowadays, and I, I've said this to Mark quite a lot, <laughs> the, um, the, 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 the buzzword used to be back in the day before I got into teaching really of Ofsted said, and then wow. you you get this mutation, and nowadays it's the research Michaela says said. or Michaela wow. says. So, <laughs> That's a lovely one, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I think it's um, it, it's it frustrates me that, that as a profession we don't do more thinking for ourselves, and you know what what is right for the kids that we teach, and that for me is the crucial part. Is its context and outcomes for this for where you are. It might wow. not work for you know booklets might not work for Mark, but I know yeah. for the kids that I teach science to that actually I've found that a massive improvement for their behavior for learning. I wow. found an improvement in the engagement for learning. So for me, where I am now, 
it works. If I went down the road to, you know, a long way down the road to Durrington, um, <laughs> I, I, I think that I might be able to use exercise books and be a lot more and be able to freestyle a lot more with what I'm teaching. Certainly if I was teaching biology in my own specialism, as opposed to teaching outside of it. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's, it sources courses, isn't it? At the risk of ruining this entire debate, I completely agree with Clive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's nice. I, I love this debate. Um, Matt has said, you know, in bold implementation. So he's really emphasising that aspect. It is about implementation and using it right. And I really love the example of how you use it, Clive, especially when working with, you know, non-specialists and really thinking about what questions you're going to ask and where and how you're going to relay, you know, um, your the teacher talk for knowledge uh, i think that's really important um annotating the own booklet and completing that um you know before we go i just want to um, hear your final remarks so what what would be your punchline for pro i'll start off with you um clive how would you really sell booklets <laughs> i'm an absolutely useless salesman i hated them when i worked outside <laughs> of education <laughs> um, they work they work for me that's the only thing that i can say um yeah, yeah i yeah i i love rose and shine it is something that's very natural for me because it's how i was taught to teach many many moons ago before i came into teaching um so if you're going to do it do it right is the only thing i'll say go away go and read how booklets work the theory behind them, how they're put into practice. Don't just go and have a look at one particular school down in London and mm. see how they do it. Look at what works for you in your context. I love that. Thank you, Clive. And Mark, how would you say, you know, what would you be your most convincing argument for, you know, cons and booklets? Uh, <laughs> I'd say that effective teaching is responsive teaching. Wow. The idea that you can know at the beginning of the topic exactly what you're going to teach and how you're going to teach it. that You can set out all of the knowledge you're going to need to, to convey and come up with all of the tasks that you're going to want pupils to do could lead us down a very dark path. So if you are going to do booklets, talk to Clive. Don't just mm. jump straight in. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for joining. This has been, you know, such an interesting um, discussion. And um, again, I think it's, I think for me, from what I'm hearing and somebody that does use booklets, it's about really thinking about the design and the implementation of the booklet as well. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining Clive and Mark. Um, for those that don't follow you, but I'm sure a lot of people listening do follow you, how can people follow you, Clive? Um, what is your handle on Twitter? At Clive, at Clive underscore Hill. Thank you, Clive. And Mark? I'm at Enter Mark. Thank you so much. So I'm sure you do follow them just in case um, some of you don't. Um, this has been um, a really interesting discussion. Um, Iram said, thank you, Mark and Clive. Um, for me, it's been very enlightening. So thank you so much and have a lovely um, evening for both of you and everybody listening to. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those that are listening back and have a lovely evening as well. Um, I'll be back next Monday, same time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.